Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Is Ireland a good country to breastfeed in? Do we encourage breastfeeding in public places? A new worldwide report that's out today actually shows that we achieved a mediocre ranking by compared to the another 100 countries. We're about 56th position, like when it comes to encouraging breastfeeding. I want to hear people's experiences, though, of this uh, today in the show. 1800 453 106, that's the number. Dr Liz O'Sullivan is a lecturer in nutrition at TU Dublin. Liz, we didn't perform all that well, really, did we? No, we didn't, Andrea. So this is um, an international standardised report, so you can develop a score that can allow you to kind of benchmark yourself against other countries. And so... Our our score was really very much kind of middle of the road. Um, and along with that, we do still have very low breastfeeding rates in Ireland. So, you know, I think there are a lot of gaps that have been highlighted and, and areas that we can address to try and kind of improve breastfeeding supports for mums. What brings down, like what brought down our, our ranking? Um, so there's some areas that we performed well on. So in terms of, you know, we've got some good policies, we've got a great national breastfeeding coordinator. Um, so we performed well on those areas that we performed less well on it related to, I guess, the translation of that policy into practice. So um, some of the evidence that we we used to kind of score ourselves highlighted that, you know, a lot of mums feel that breastfeeding is promoted when they're pregnant. Um, but oftentimes when they are struggling after they've had their baby, um, healthcare professionals, you know, don't have maybe the time or the capacity to help them. Um, and that can sometimes lead to kind of man feeling let down, you know, because they they wanted to breastfeed. Um, and other areas, I think, you know, we have kind of policies for, um, you know, breastfeeding under normal circumstances, I guess. But one thing we don't have is a policy around uh, infant and young child feeding in emergencies. Um, and so that was the one part of the report where we scored most poorly on. Um, and I think COVID really highlighted to us that we need some sort of plan to protect infants and young children during emergencies. So despite our, our performance in um, in this particular survey, we do actually have, Liz, though, some national policies in place. What's your advice on how we try and um, improve things, you know, into the into the next couple of years? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's a tricky one because I think one of the key things is resourcing, you know. We've got midwives, public health nurses, multiple other healthcare professionals who are you know, willing and eager to provide breastfeeding support and assistance. And, but if, if they are short-staffed, if there's not enough people on the ground, that is a considerable struggle for them. Um, and also, I think there is some work to be done to ensure that you know, all information that parents receive about infant feeding comes from um, healthcare professionals or those who don't have anything to kind of gain commercially from it. So we want to make sure all information for families is evidence-based. Um, and that's an area that we have, I think, great potential to, to work on. Um, Ireland has just introduced Commission the Man or the New Media Commission. So, you know, we have the capacity really to, to strengthen, particularly in the online space, um, the provision of information to families. And I think that's, that's one thing that Ireland okay. could really be a global leader on. Petrina's with us on the line, Liz. Um, I've been asking people, Petrina, to get in touch just to to share their experience. Do you think is Ireland a good place to breastfeed? 
It is and it isn't, Liz, from my point of view, because uh, Liz is right about, you know, the sports that are available in the hospital and the public services that are out there, and they are constantly um, being improved. But the problem is our society view on breastfeeding as well. And I feel if that doesn't kind of take some kind of massive shift or change, there's going to be, you know, real issues with breastfeeding going forward for the next 20 years or so. What was your experience of that? Um, just a lot of like from extended family in that like why you're breastfeeding do you need to breastfeed you know and I hear from a lot of mums all the time I run a breastfeeding business saying you know I'm afraid to breastfeed in front of my family my mother doesn't agree with breastfeeding or they're afraid to breastfeed in front of extended family because nobody in their family had ever breastfed before and there's a lot of that out there like we haven't really breastfed in the last two generations of people so there's a lot of lost breastfeeding knowledge out there so as Liz said there's a lot of just information out there that is inaccurate about breastfeeding and until we have like I suppose one unique defined place where people go for breastfeeding advice and that can be shared not just with the breastfeeding mums but with their entire family because it's once the mum leaves hospital even if she got support in the hospital setting and everything goes well if she goes home and she doesn't have breastfeeding support at home then we're just setting her up to fail really you know. Mm. The, the society though um, societal you know perspective and view on it betrays is is interesting like is it is it just that it's not encouraged or people feel uncomfortable in public places it's not even the mums feeling uncomfortable it's the the viewpoint they're listening to from their family members basically saying why are you breastfeeding you don't need to be doing that why wouldn't you just give your baby a bottle you know it's that kind of rhetoric and I feel it's a lack of education if you just think like if the HSE had the budget to be running breastfeeding ads on TV every day and promoting the benefits and you know why we should be breastfeeding like formula companies do you know that would be a massive shift but obviously they don't have the budget to, to do that but like that will take a long time for that society view to change. You know, that is there. It's very existent. I hear from mums every day telling me they're afraid to breastfeed because their mother or their mother-in-law doesn't agree with it and therefore they don't feel they can do it because they won't get any support at home by doing it. Yeah. What about you, Louise? What's your experience? Uh, yeah, so hi. hi I'm right. with um, Bonya Baha, who are a breastfeeding advocacy group. And I suppose I got involved um, in Bonya Baha. I had my first child in the Netherlands where... Um, you know, breastfeeding is the norm. And um, just like what, what Petrina was saying there, the experience there is the opposite to here, where breastfeeding there is a norm. They haven't had that generational lag where, you know, they're, you know it, it has been done for years. So throughout my whole experience there, and I had a really difficult start to breastfeeding. But because it was the norm, the support was there, prenatal, postnatal. Um, you know, I was home from hospital four hours after my baby was born with two people in the house helping me. For the first seven days, I had somebody actually physically latch my baby onto me because it was really, really tough. Um, but I got all that support because that support was the norm over there. And then when I moved back to Ireland and um, got pregnant with my second child, and, and again, to Liz's point, the support in the maternity service was amazing. Mm. Um, you know, it was always promoted. I, you know, I, so I had explained that I'd breastfed my, my first child till she was a toddler, and it was all very, very positive. But then once the baby arrived, um, despite all the policies and positive policies that are in place, the support just isn't there on the ground. And that is what we push for at Sonia Baha, is to get that support there where it matters. So, like, we know that that most people, you know, 80, almost 80% of, of pregnant mothers in Ireland intend to breastfeed, but just over well, 63% of them are breastfeeding at their first feed. And when they leave hospital, that is halved down to, per, I don't know all these numbers, but that is halved down to... Um, yeah, 36%. 
when they leave hospital. So like that's a huge drop off and that's where we see that lack of support happening where it's okay. most important. As you, I said, the policies are there and it's, it's not it's not the individuals midwives and so on in the hospital are doing the best they can but with really really stressed and limited resources. You must have got an awful shock Louise when you came back to Ireland you know when you saw the difference in services here from what you've described. It, it was and look I you know I was I had heard and, and actually I will say a lot of my experiences were, were better than expected because I had heard so many horror stories um, through friends and family and you know and, and, and different people um, but, you know, it was on the first night when my baby was born and, you know, it was during one of the many um, COVID outbreaks. And I mentioned that I'd really, I mentioned to the midwife, you know, I really struggled with breastfeeding on my first child and I had issues with supply. And she said, oh, don't worry, don't worry, we'll just give him, give him a bottle, it'll be fine. I said, no, you know, but, you know, I persevered. I was very lucky on both kids. You know, we, we had access, we were able to afford getting private lactation consultant, which made a huge difference. But, you know, we shouldn't have to. I mean, that's, you're looking at like, people forking out, you know, up to 500 euros for, for support to be able to breastfeed. And, and often, you know, that doesn't come in until, mm. you know, an issue is acknowledged and that could be two or three or sometimes weeks or sometimes months down the line when, you know, most people and, and given what Petrina described there for not getting the support at home, um, they will have given up because they, they don't even know what the issues are and they don't have access to the support. Deborah's with us too, Louise and, and Petrina. What's your experience, Deborah? Hi, thanks for having me. Um, my experience, I have two children. I had my son in 2019. And I think similarly to Louise, you know, I was determined to breastfeed, but I felt like public health messaging supported my desire to breastfeed, but the actual support from the ground didn't. And I ended up spending a lot of money um, trying to breastfeed. And I got there about seven weeks after my son was born, after a lot of blood, sweat and tears and you know, doctor's bills and mastitis and everything. So I I felt quite abandoned um, by the healthcare system. But I found then when I had my daughter a few years later that I had really good support because I insisted on it um, from in the hospital and it happened to be quiet at the time. And I think we shouldn't have to insist or advocate for ourselves. We should be able to just make our choice and be supported in that choice. Um, So it was a very different experience and it does seem to be kind of look of the draw you know, and it shouldn't be. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? it, it you know, and, and as Louise pointed out, like, it, it depends, you know, it's not even one part of the country, but there's obviously massive um, discrepancies between here and, and other European countries as well, Louise. Yeah, absolutely, yes. And, um, you know, I, I just think the desire is there. I think the motivation is there. And like Louise said, and the majority of Irish women do want to breastfeed and that, ch- that choice should be supported. Any any choice, uh, feeding choice, should be supported by the healthcare system, um, and at, especially at a time when you're so vulnerable and you're healing from labour, and you know you need help. It's an awful, awful feeling to feel abandoned, and then to start thinking that maybe you're the one to blame when actually it's a system that's under-resourced and yeah. overstretched. A text in here from another listener who says, I am, I have breastfed and I'm currently breastfeeding as well. I think actually where we're lacking is the support in hospital. You always hear the negative stories about how difficult it is. You very rarely hear the success stories. It's been a positive experience for me, but I sometimes feel like I can't say that just in case other women have had any difficulties. I wouldn't want to make anybody feel bad at all about it, says this listener. Look, keep your, your experiences, your stories coming into us here of um, breastfeeding in Ireland. Is it a good country? because the report today says we're actually only about, you know, midway ranking. Mediocre, really, by comparison um, to other countries. 
Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.